Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Want to go, pretty boy? Two minutes by yourself and you feel shame, you know, and then you get free. The only thing better than a glass of beer is tea with Miss McGill. And welcome to the 4th Line Voice Podcast. My name is Darren. Thank you very much for tuning in. Episode 75 of the big show, some enforcer-based podcasting coming at you. Brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. How's everybody doing out there? Crazy Another crazy Sunday. Sunday bloody Sunday. Oh, crazy times in the world, isn't it? Things are changing. Things are afoot. The more they change, the more they stay the same, right? Ah, uh, yes. Uh, actually, I'm recording this on Friday. I took today, well, it's my EDO. I have Friday off today. Anybody that's a li- uh, regular listener knows I've been, I record the, well, these come out on Sunday, but I've been recording the most of them on Fridays. I'm trying to burn my holidays here. I have to burn up my holidays before April. And normally, for the last decade, my wife and I, during school break in February, have always gone to Vegas. But unfortunately, that of course is not happening this year, so, and well, for everyone, no one's traveling anywhere, or at least I hope you're not, and uh, yeah, so I gotta burn these holidays, so yeah, take days off and, and podcast, I guess, I don't know, it really wasn't how I was expecting to use my holidays, but what can you do, right? Such is the predicament we are in. So here we are on Friday as I look out my window, and uh, it is 3.30, I'm finally getting to do this as these cable guys have been out here banging away for the last five hours so I didn't want to get I didn't want to record and get the but the mic to pick up the buzzing from the from the digger on here but uh, anyway today folks uh, we're gonna talk about a few things we're gonna talk about uh, uh, an embarrassing video that was posted well it's an older it's from 2016 it's a fight between Austin Watson and Brandon Dillon and uh, yeah it is Miked up uh, and makes it very hard to defend fighting, uh, and uh, we'll talk about that uh, on the Enforcer Appreciation Group on Facebook that Alex Alec has started, or well, not just started; it's been around for a while, but it's got like ten thousand members. Um, somebody brought up the the debate of who is the best Red Wings fight, Gordy Howe or Bob Probert, and. Uh, I will lean in on that debate because it was kind of pro Gordy actually the debate. So talk about that and uh, I don't know, just some general some general musings, if you will. But first, of course, we'll get this out of the way. I shouldn't do that. I should just be so dismissive of it. But uh, yes, like I said, uh, proud member of the Hockey Podcast Network. About forty shows on the network. All the NHL teams are represented, so whatever team you're a fan of, check it out. And uh, I'm on the original content, original creator side of things. Myself, Brad Lieb, Terry Ryan, we're over there. And, uh, of course, with the season rolling now, uh, the NHL shows, of course, are busy. And 
pumping out content and so uh yeah the, the boys of the network will be busy here and uh i'm doing my part of course around here every wednesday is an interview show and then sunday whatever this is a musing show a stick on the see what sticks on the wall show i don't know i gotta come up with a i gotta come up with a slogan for the sunday show i don't know Idiotic ramblings doesn't, I don't know if that has a real catchy label, I don't know if that's real catchy, but it's sort of what it's becoming. Um, although I will say, the the last few Sunday episodes have actually gotten a lot of traction, I've gotten a lot of feedback from them, um, uh, most positive, had a few negative, um, I mean, not to the point where they're death threats or anything, but, uh few disagreements, which is cool. I mean, that's what it's all about, right? So, if you're on Twitter, Fourth Line Voice on Twitter, um, send me a message. My DMs are open, as the kids say. Uh, let me know what you think of a particular episode, good, bad, or otherwise. Um, if you have a if you have a topic for an episode or want to come on, you have a story to share, let me know. Um, yeah, or just drop a line and say, hey. I dig it. I always enjoy the interaction with fellow fight fans. I mean, that's the whole point of this, of social media, right? To be social. So, uh, yeah. And if you're not on Twitter you're, and you loathe social media, completely understand. Um, but you want to get a hold of me? Hockey Fights at Hotmail. Exactly. I still have a Hotmail account. I don't give a fuck. It's a cool account. Hockey Fights. How can you beat that? I got it. I, I created it in like 1997. I think it was like, it was literally my first email address. Um, still got it, still rolling, but, uh, hockey fights at hotmail.com. Drop me a line, uh, if you're not on social media, send me an email, let me know what you think. Uh, if you, hey, if you got any cool pictures, send them my way. I dig it, man. Uh, you know, or if you have any old, if you, if you have old, I always say if you have old VHS tapes that are just sitting around in mom's basement, don't throw them away, send them to me. I'll, I'll take them. We'll see what's on there. Especially if you got some like cool local shit, that'd be cool. Like you, you used to tape the local. Remember if you'd sit by the VCR, you'd try to and you'd record the local news for the fights. They'd show show old fights on the on the from Junior or whatever. You know, oh, some NHL clips too. But I always dig it because I actually have a, a tape with a whole bunch of uh, blades uh, highlights uh, from the. I guess it'd be the early to mid two thousands. Um, you know, Barney Shinkeruk and Ty, was it Tyler Harris? Uh, he's a cop now, actually. Actually, Barney and I uh, follow each other on Twitter, and uh, it's like a two-hour tape, and it was just, uh, yeah, it was just taped every night, just taped the, the Blades uh, highlights. So, yeah, and so I ended up getting a bunch of fights from there, and yeah, so it's pretty cool. So if anybody out there, anyway, if anybody out there has done that, or what have you, and you have the tape lying around, let me know. I'd love to see it. Hockey fights at Hotmail.com. Yeah, uh, then also on YouTube, this is a bit, just a big commercial here, uh, Fourth Line Voice on YouTube, please check out the channel, subscribe to the channel, uh, over 2,200 fights, um, from junior to pro, um, all sorted, whatever, whatever league you're looking for, just type in the search engine, it'll come up, yeah, I got some pretty, pretty unique stuff on there, I try to put a lot of old junior stuff on there, you know, from the 80s and 90s, um, you know. Is a lot of these, you know, I'll put some, there's some NHL stuff on there too, obviously, but I mean, everybody's put up Robert and Cox, right? It's like, you know, okay, that's all over YouTube already. Like 17 channels have it up. So <clears throat> I try to do it a little different, you know, some Colt Norris Swift current stuff or, you know, Eric Goddard from Leftbridge and etc. So try to do that or some minor league stuff. So definitely check out the, the channel if you, if you can and, and, and subscribe to it. I really appreciate it. But, uh, other than that, for my off-network shows, Alec at Five for Fighting, um, he is just, I know he has recorded with the guest, he has an interview done, uh, it should be coming out shortly, he's just finishing up a work project, and, you know, the dude, he got married, he moved, unfortunately got COVID, battled back from that, he's all good now, but I mean, he's, he's a busy dude, so podcasting has not, has definitely been put on the back burner, but, uh, so, but I know he has an interview finished. And uh, he will be coming out with an episode shortly. Joe at the Coliseum Chronicles. Same thing. Busy guy. Unfortunately, as well, his family got COVID. He's managed to bounce back from it, which was good to hear. And uh, I know he has also recorded with a guest. 
So he will be uh, back in the saddle here shortly, so which, and uh, looking forward to that. But they definitely both have extensive back catalogs uh, with great guests. Of course, Joe with the Islanders stuff, you know, Dean Ewan, Aaron Asham, Eric Bolton, Mick Fakota, on and on. Uh, Joe does great stuff, really in-depth. Um, yeah, you, you'll definitely learn something listening to Joe's shows, without a doubt. And uh, and same with Alec over at uh, at Five for Fighting. He, uh, Yablonski and Bialois, uh, uh, you name it, he's had him on. And uh, again, great stuff. Segroy, way better than the Chicklets interview with Segroy. I'm going to tell you that right now. But definitely check it out. Um, and then Fred and Dave over at the Slewfoot Show. And then, of course, Dan, Paul, and Kelly at the Obey the Puck show. There are a couple current NHL shows for you as well. You guys always say I'm out of touch. I don't know what's going on. But that's not true. I get all my information from those guys. From those guys. And I know, I don't actually give a shit about current hockey whatsoever. But I try to stay a little somewhat updated and in the loop because i got to do this shit. So I don't want to sound completely out of touch. That's nah, not true. I am completely, I am completely out of touch. But um, those folks at least have tried. I, I at least uh, could get somewhat of a clue, I guess, from listening to those guys. But I like those people, and they don't annoy me, so I listen to their shows as well. And there we go. That's the uh, show recommendations here at the at the big at the Fourth Line Voice headquarters. Yeah, hey guys, check, you should check this out. Uh, thank you, Dave, once again. But he gave me the heads up that the, the card store, sports collectible store here on Circle Drive, 306 Sports. Uh, he was like, yeah, you got to check out. They got a whole bunch of like old uh, junk box, wax boxes and stuff. Most of it was baseball, but the hockey he did have was old. the old seventh inning sketch. Remember the junior cards from like 1990-91? Five bucks a box. Or six bucks a box. Six bucks a box. And it was, uh, they had the, they had a box of OHL and a box of WHL. Well, they had about five boxes of WHL left and two of the OHL. I left, a, Dave, I left you an OHL one. I don't know if you were going for the OHL one. I think you said dub, but I left, I left you the OHL one as well. I didn't buy them both. Um, but yes, so I bought a box of each. So I've been slowly kind of opening these, uh, the, uh, the ninety ninety one. I opened a few packs here. Actually, here. Hold on. I'm gonna go grab a box. Let's open. So, so we'll do. We'll do a live opening here. <clears throat> yes, riveting podcasting here. So let's open up one of these old classic old ninety ninety one. I always wish that the seventh inning sketch stuff had stayed around because they only did it for like the two seasons. <clears throat> In the early '90s, man, if they had done that in the mid '90s, oh, like how awesome would like a Scott Parker, Kelowna card be, or Rocky Thompson, or you know Josh Mazer, Chris Graff, basically everyone I've interviewed on my show. Uh, yeah, but there's a few dudes in here. What do we got? Well, I did the Western Hockey League pack here first. Merv Priest from Brandon, Dale Mason, Kamloops, Steve, Steve Passmore, Victoria. What is this? The goalie pack? Glenn Gullickson, Brandon. <laughs> Tri-City team card. Josh Erdman. No offense, boys, but I have no idea who these people are. Oh, Cam Bristow. I know Cam Bristow. There you go from the Victoria Cougars. Here's some sweet stats in the back. They never say where the stats are from, though. They give, like, one line of stats. I mean, I can guarantee these are probably, obviously, midget AAA stats. 35 games played, 30 goals, 40 assists, 80 penalty minutes. There you go. Excellent. Canberra. Ontario Hockey League. Let's open up a pack of these. We'll see here. This is, like I said, riv- riveting podcasting. So it probably worked better, obviously, if it was a video. Yeah. Jeff Rawson from Niagara Falls. Corey Stillman. Windsor Spitfires. John Copley from the Windsor Spitfires. Todd Hunter, the Ottawa Sound. Owen Sound Platters. Pardon me. What did I, what did I say? Ottawa. Owen Sound. Kurt Bowen. 
John Johnson, Todd Warner, Jason Bateau. There we go. Ah, yes. Anyway, that was uh, anticlimactic, folks. I'll tell you that. I will say, though, last night, uh, there, I opened a few packs. Troy Hurtis, Mark Deasley, Terry Virtue, Kelly Harris, Andy Andy Bezo, Niagara Falls Thundercard. I was pretty pumped with that. Barry Potomsky, rest in peace. So, got a few cats already. It's funny, because I have like a million of these cards already, but even at, and at $6 a box, that's probably about five fifty too much. But... Because, I mean, you know, if you're going to to sell, there's nothing of value in there, whatever, like in terms of like reselling it. But it's um, it's just great because I remember opening these up. I would have been in grade eight, I guess. No, nine. I would have been grade nine. Um, but, yeah, like we were just we were just fans of the Western Hockey League at the time. And, of course, you know, um, it's funny when you, when you look back on them now and you get... Um, you know, because at the time, they were just junior kids, right? Who knew, right? But, uh, you know, you go back, like I said, you get Steve Passmore, Corey Stillman, of course, that went on to play in the NHL, you know, stuff like that. But, of course, myself, always looking for the tough guys. I know, like, Frank Kovacs and Kent Staniforth, I know they have cards in here. So, um, you know, stuff like that. So, it, it's always just uh, Andy B. Like, Andy B. So, I know Brad Mays in here as well. So, um, no, it, it's, it's just kind of cool to go through the old stuff and... Uh, like I said, I, I mean, I have a million of these cards already, but I, it'll be fun to go through them. 36 packs in each box, and like I said, for six bucks, what the hell, right? Keeps me off the streets at night, so. But anyway, let's put these away here. Hold on, I'll put them over here. Uh, all right, uh, to get into my topics here, there was a video posted on Twitter, and it's, I think I've actually talked about this this before. But um, it's making the rounds again. It's from 2016. Actually, the Hockey Night in Canada, it was surprisingly, the Hockey Night in Canada Twitter channel uh, posted the fight. And it was a mic'd up, uh, from a mic'd up segment. Um, and Austin Watson and, is it Brandon? Brandon Dillon? Brendan Dillon? You know what I'm talking about. I don't even know who this person, these people are. But, um, anyway, they're mic'd up and they get into a fight. Well, it's the most pathetic fight you ever saw. They wrestle, grapple. They literally throw body punches, half-ass body punches, some half-ass attempt. One, one of them, they each throw a punch to the head and it's to the side of the helmet. And, uh, and then the refs break it up the whole time. Good job, buddy. Great job, buddy. And they go to the penalty. Not just me putting words in. This is what they're actually saying. And then they go to the penalty box. And as they're sitting in there, hey, bud, you need some water? And then, oh, we need to work on our cardio watts. Oh, I know. I got to come up this summer. Hey, good luck for the rest of the year. You too, buddy. It was just like fucking embarrassing. Honestly, embarrassing. Anyway. This video is, they, Hockey Night in Canada tweets this video. And they're like, oh, a gentlemanly fight between Dylan and Watson. Oh, this always cracks us up. Can somebody tell me, when the fuck was fighting funny? When was getting into a fight fun and funny? Buddy, pal. What the fuck are we doing? Like... That's what I said. Even today's player, you've managed to fuck fighting up. I didn't think that was possible, but you've managed to do it. And this isn't, oh, I'm, I'm just a revelation. I didn't know this happened. I've known this has been going on for the last whatever. I know. But again, it came, it came across my feed again, and I got irritated all over again. But of course... It, Hockey Night in Canada tweeted it this time, so it's gaining traction around social media, um, despite being a four-year-old clip. People are talking about it. Oh, and here, hold on. Okay, I'm going to dig it up here on, on, on Twitter. I don't remember reading the comment. Oh, two good guys. 
when you and your best friend play on different teams and finally play each other. Happy face. Pride plus joy. Uh, Hockey, the opposite of pro wrestling. The fight is real, but instead of the BS theatrics before and after, you get this. Are you watching the same thing, you fucking goof? That's all that was, was pro wrestling. I've seen better pro wrestling fights than that. That's so nice. Hockey players are the best. That was beautiful. Like, oh, God, fans are douchey. I when shit like that comes out, honestly, it's so hard. How do I go on to social media or do this and defend fighting with a straight face? Honestly, how how do I do that? With that horse shit. And this bullshit going around. Oh, I, you know, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna tweet at Ken Campbell of Hockey News when he says fighting isn't needed in hockey. Oh, yeah, it is. H- how? You know how hard it is to defend that stance with this happy horse shit? Like, it's just fucking embarrassing. If I was the coach of either of these clowns, these fuckers would be benched for the rest of the game. That's just a bear. Why? Why bother at that point? Like, did you just need the five minute breather? No, and I'm not being overly dramatic. Literally, go watch the fight. Go watch it. Look it up. I'm sure if you go to YouTube, Brandon Dillon and Austin Watson, mic'd up, go to YouTube. It'll be all over there. And you watch that fight. And you will, seriously, hit pause right now and go go open it. Go watch it. I'm going to all wait. Okay, you back now? Do you see what I'm talking about? Fucking embarrassing. Like, why bother at that point? And like some of the replies, even well, it's when you're playing your friend. I don't fucking care. He's not my friend during the game. Or if you're that gung-ho, if you're that good buds, why would you fight anyway? Like, you just make the whole thing look fucking stupid. Like, I don't get it. Why? 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 Oh. And then all these fucking losers with their fucking peewee mentality. Oh, it's so great. That sportsmanship. When the fuck was a fight about sportsmanship? What the fuck are we doing? Oh, and the bro, oh, the code, the code, fuck you and your fucking code, your bro hugs and your bum taps and you fucking, we can't wait to work out with you in the summer, bro. Well, f- shut the fuck up. Like, seriously, you, like, you think Probert Domi sat in the bar, hey, Ty, have a great season, Samanko and I, hey, Timmy, yeah, we can't wait to fish with you in the summer. You think Semenko said that? Fuck. What are we doing? Oh my god. You think Tony Twist ever bum-tapped anybody? Or Bugard? God. See, now I'm... Fuck, now it's my Friday off and I'm mad. I'm not even mad. Like, I already know what happens. Like, I'm I'm working myself up, but it's not like this is new shit. I knew this was, you know... But I guess when you just, when you revisit the video and you see it again, and it wasn't so much the video, I think, that pissed me, well, the video pissed me off, but um, I think it was the comments, I think, that probably pissed me off more than anything, because these are the fans. Because these are the same fucking crybabies that tweet about every hit, every hit's a suspension, and oh, the Philadelphia guy there, the one hit against Buffalo, whatever the fuck the guy's name is, he's got a hyphen in his name, so I'm not even going to try to pronounce it. But he hit the guy up, oh yeah, he hit him up high, he kind of butted into him in the field. There's a glove shot with the face. It wasn't like the guy was hurt or anything. But of course, the Buffalo guy goes down, and oh my god, it's fucking tragedy on ice. You know. Oh, the comments about that. Five to ten games. The one the one chick, though, hockey girl 72 or whatever. He should be in jail. That's assault. Well, hey, every penalty is an assault, if you want to get technical. Every penalty is assault, you fucking dummy. Like, Ugh. And then of course, oh fine, 10,000 
oh, fine $10,000 under the CBA. Of course, all these idiots. Oh, typical Paro supplier safety. Get it wrong again. $10,000. That's chump change. Read the player, read the CBA agreement, you fucking dunce. That's the most you can find someone. Idiots. Well, but you're massive hockey fans. Oh, fuck yeah, you're in the know. Fucking idiots. God damn. Like, I'll try to dial back the swearing a little bit. Hope no one's listening to this in the office with the speakers. Put, put on headphones. But you know what I mean? I'm a diehard hockey fan. And then they, then they don't even understand the goddamn CBA agreement. Like, I don't even follow this shit and I know what's going on. Like, oh. But no, getting back to it. Like I said, you're just, you're embarrassed. Like I said, you managed to screw up fighting now. Awesome. Thank you. Now I'm not saying every after every fight they're, hey bro, let's work out in the summer. I'm not saying every fight's like that. But the fact that this is even out there, so now all these pinheads can watch this shit and they think that's how it is. I'm just sitting here in my in the in my back room here in our computer room here, and I'm looking around. I'm, I'm seeing my autographed Bob Probert picture and my Don Cherry picture and my Kerry Toporowski bobblehead, my Morasty bobblehead, Wendell, and and that's that's the mood space I'm in. I'm just shaking my head. Like Kerry Toporowski, did he say I would work out with you in the summer, bro? Or Wendell? You see Wendell shit ground and power? Oh, the code! The code! Oh, fuck. But these are, this is even fight fans that say this sh- horse shit. Like I read on the Enforced Appreciation Group. These fucking clowns commenting. These big fight fans. It's all the cra- oh, fucking the code. The code. If I hear about that one more time, I'm going to puke. Like I always say, it's this like Norman Rockwell view of fighting. Oh, Marcus of Queensberry. Good luck, bro. Oh, he didn't hit him when he was down. Such sportsmanship. Oh, yay. Oh, awesome. Now, I know the extremist idiot that will reply to this. Oh, yeah, I guess he should bang his head on the ice and go. Oh, yeah, because that's what I'm saying. No, I didn't say that either. Although, if a motherfucker is acting stupid, well, you get what you get. Go to my YouTube channel, type in Marty McSorley Explains How to Be an Enforcer. Watch that video. Do that. That's what you should be doing. Listen to Marty. Oh, you can't take a stick to brush your... No, idiot. I'm not saying take a stick to someone's head. But just go listen to him. Guy played a thousand games before the brushier thing, so, you know, won a couple cups and protected the greatest player ever. He knows a little something. You listen to him explain. Or Tony Twist explain. There's another video in there. Twist talking about being an enforcer. Go listen to that. That's what you do. Not this happy horse shit they got now. These fucking guys are buffoons. But after it's done, oh, let's put, put on our violent gentleman's hat and be badass. Like, oh, yeah, fuck. Anyway, speaking of the Enforcer Appreciation Group, I will say a lot of you guys in there reading your comments give me the fucking sour belches reading that shit. Like, holy fucking delusional. But not all of you. Actually, the majority of you are right, but some of you, holy fuck. But the topic came up. <clears throat> Best fighter in the Red Wings history. Gordy or Bob Probert? Okay, well, in any time you're doing these debates or anything, I've talked about, again, another topic that I've talked about numerous times on here. It, you can't compare eras because things are, are obviously completely different. Um, which is where everything goes to shit. And I've also seen this, uh, I can't, off the top of my head, I can't remember who you were, it was in the group, you posted about Bugard and McIntyre, you're a player, I know that, you played in the minors, uh, I can't remember your name, uh, pardon me, 
But he went on and on about how they would murder everybody and murder, pro, you know, because, oh, they were six foot six and they were 260 and whatever. Well, again, you took right out of that era and went right and took them with their training, the mindset of the game and everything else and put them in 1980. And then act like everything's equal. That is the same as the kid who says Sidney Crosby back in 1985 would get 300 points. Well, the equipment's different, the training's different, the mindset's different, the rules are different. But but you're going to act like everything's the same. Well, you can't. And this isn't just me being the old guy trying to defend the old guys. I said this when I was 12 years old, too. When my dad would go on and on about Bobby Orr, I would tell him Paul Coffey's ten times better. Or whatever the fuck. Or Bobby Orr would get killed nowadays. And this was in 1990. I would say this to my dad. Well, now here, fast forward to now that I'm 45 years old. And I can understand where he was coming from. when he, Like, you can't compare eras. Because it doesn't work that way. It's completely different. Yes, Bugard and and all them were six foot six. Well, Dave Brown was six foot five. Ben Wilson was six foot four. Probert was six foot four. LaRock was six foot three. Like, yes, those guys were big. Well, I guess LaRock would be in the same era as Bugard and McIntyre. But um, okay, and they were two fifty. They were MMA trained and they were boxing trained. Well, yeah, because they were pigeonholed into the enforcer role. Oh, they could both skate pretty good. Um, but, like, Probert and all those, and Berube and Kordick and all them, had to, they had to play. They scored 30 goals. Like, Kordick was a WHL All-Star. You know, meanwhile, Derek Bugard was still getting five minutes a game in the Western Hockey League. Things were different. It was a different mindset. They were pigeonholed to be an enforcer. That was their lone focus. So, yeah, they boxed. They did all their things. And trained to be specifically missiles on ice. Whereas the 80s guys didn't. They took some boxing. I know because Probert talked about working with Hearns and stuff right at Kronk's gym. Him and Coaster. So yeah, there was some boxing and they hit a bag and stuff. But I mean, yeah, they certainly weren't doing the training that the new new age players do. So again, how are we compare? You cannot compare eras. Again, I go back to the... So this is where I'm coming from anyway with this Gordie Howe-Probert debate. Obviously completely different eras. Uh, different training, everything else. Although I actually should say that, well, in the 80s, the training was probably, yeah, I mean, people knew about lifting weights and stuff um, as compared to the, you know, 50s and stuff when Hal played. But I think they would be, they would be similar to each other more so than like 2020 and 1980. Because there's that 30-year difference, right? Even 2010. 30-year difference between 80 and 2010. Or 30-year difference between 1950 and 1980. I think the first third... I think that that's a little different. Or more... Uh, sub, uh, not severe. I think there was a bigger change, obviously, from the 80 to 2010. Um... That's what I'm trying to say. Spit it out. Holy shit. That was be- I'm belaboring the point, I know. Um, but yeah, anyway, I, I the comparison, I would say history is a revision. I mean, I could say that with Probert, but well, the one thing with Probert, though, and in that from that era on, from 80s on, there's video, right? There's lots of video. <clears throat> like the majority of Probert's fights are on video. Whereas how, not really. There's a few, but not really. Um, so there's that, but from the sheer number, I looked at Gordie Howe was in 22 fights. Bob Probert was in 250 NHL fights. Mm, okay. So we're still comparing them. Okay. Um, Probert was playing in an era where there was enforcers. Howe was not. Howe himself was obviously not an enforcer. Well, clearly not. He was the best player in the league and the highest scorer and blah, blah, blah. Um, but he was physical. Everyone knows the elbows. I think he was more dirty than anything. Um, but back then, it was obviously, again, 
different rules, different mindset. It literally was Thunderdome back then. Swinging sticks, uh, no helmets, obviously, um, you know, and they were clubbing each other. Like, it was rough shit. Like, they did shit that would li- that would probably literally get you jail time now. So, without a doubt. Um, but at the same time, there wasn't, there wasn't as much fighting as I think some people think there was. There wasn't. Again, Gordy played for all those years, 22 fights. Now, I see the comments in this group and from other people. Well, no one wanted to fight him. Well, <clears throat> that's probably true to a degree. Um, back then, though, there, w- there was not a big emphasis on the instigator and power plays. So if Gordy was really that mad and really wanted to fight, he could have just grabbed the motherfucker and fought him. <laughs> so, um, you know. Eh. And I get, oh, well, he was farm strong. Okay. And he was. And you see him, he's jacked up and stuff. He still wasn't weightlifting and everything else. There was no training programs back then. So... Like, I'm trying... Again, I'm going against what I was just saying. You can't... The comparison really can't be made. Because, like I said, it's like a different mindset. Probert came into the NHL. Yeah, he could play a little bit and whatever. It was in an all-star game and whatever. But at the end of the day, he was an enforcer. And 250 fights bear that out. That And he fought everyone. You name him, Probert fought him in that era. Multiple times. Well, again, this is something Gordy didn't really have to deal with. So, who exactly was Gordy fighting? Now, famously, when you mention Gordy Howe fighting, everybody brings up the Lou Fontanato incident, the fight. And at the time, Fontanato apparently was basically a hockey's bad boy. He was like the noted toughest guy. And then... As the story goes, everyone everyone likes to bring up, oh, Gordy just killed him. Oh, and like the one guy even said, oh, the, the story said it sounded like somebody chopping wood when every time Gordy landed a punch. Well, yeah, if you go back and look, I believe that was the Detroit newspaper's account of it. Um, like I said, if, you, if people do any and further, <clears throat> outside of just listening to the lore... And, of course, every time somebody brings up Gordy Howe, that story gets told, and they interview some old-timer, and, oh, Gordy was the baddest guy ever, and he destroyed Lou underneath Red Wing teammate. Well, okay. Like I said, if you go back and actually read an unbiased opinion of that fight, it wasn't the one-sided beating that everybody talks about. Fontanata landed plenty of punches too. Now Lou did get his nose broken and got messed up. I'm not saying that didn't happen. And I'm sure Gordy landed some bombs. Clearly. But it's well documented that Fontanato landed plenty as well. So I would, I would recommend do a deep dive in on that topic before just, oh Gordy killed him. Like I always bring up the thing when everybody mentions Scott Parker. Oh Probert got him. Okay, well, he had 200 other fights after that. You know, like, it was... You just dismiss him as... Like, somebody starts talking about, oh, with Parker this, or where is he on the all-time list? Well, I don't know, Prober beat him. Okay, well, let's just dismiss everything else he ever did. You know, uh, it's like, okay. As soon as you mention Fontenot, or Gordy got him, mention how Fontenot, killed Fontenot, okay. Like, that's just the one thing to just elevate Probert above Bob Probert. Is because he beat the shit out of Lou Fontanato one time. You know what I'm, you hear? What I'm saying? I know I'm sort of all over the place and I'm rambling, but I think people get just—it's like anything. You just don't read into it. And uh, I would recommend looking into that whole situation. Throw these wrappers away. Uh, um. Yeah, I don't know. It, it was just, it was an interesting um, debate. But, like I said, it, it's really hard to compare eras and stuff. But, um, I, I just think it's very, um, not near, uh, ignorance not even the word. 
I, I don't know. I think just to dismiss it, like, you know, I, I just think at the end of the day, you, you can't just discount the amount of fights, the mindset, that era that Probert played in. That it, it would just, it would have been tougher as a tough guy, as a fighter. As a fighter. Because again, you're a pigeonhole as that, right? And that was in that era where that was your role. Whereas in Gordy's era, it really wasn't. I mean, yeah, I know back in the day there was some guys that were brought in to be, you know, all the thugs and whatever. But it was it was a completely different. It was thug in the way of, yeah, they're going to two-hand your ankle and put you out of the game. That type of thing. But it wasn't to come in and fight 30 times in a year. I think I think it was that era was far dirtier in terms of stick work and elbows and whatever than when Probert played. But I mean, you obviously had it was, there was certainly more fighting as the years went on, and uh, to me there was just yeah, like I keep saying, you can't compare errors and stuff. I, I think with Gordy just didn't do it enough, just didn't have enough fights. Like you play that long and have twenty two fights, and you can go on and on that. No one wanted to fight him. And oh, Glenn Hall said no one wanted to fight him. Well, like I said, he's playing. who's he playing against? Teams that don't have anybody that'll fight. So it's like, you know, he's like, he's the big kid with the run of the playground. That doesn't make him a great fighter. That just makes him one of a kind. It's like Reeves now. Reeves is the toughest guy in the NHL. Okay, well, that's like being King Turd of Shit Mountain. Okay, he's the toughest of what out of the six guys that can that will fight. Again, that's not Reeves's fault. I'm just saying that's the situation. Like Wilson, Ross Johnson, and Lucic. Yeah, I'm sure there's others, but I mean, off the top, of my well, that's how prominent they are. I can't even think of their names. Granted, I don't watch anymore, but I mean, I would know who the tough guys were. And what, like I said, there's on one hand you can name you can name them. So in the future, can I go on that? Ryan Reeves is the top ten all time because he was the toughest guy in his era. Well, okay, but when his era consisted of four other people, it's you know, and then you put him in against guys who played against teams that had two, three, and four guys. And somehow make it comparable. It's You can't. Same thing with Gordy. Yeah, I don't doubt he was a good fighter, badass dude, whatever. But there, there are six teams and four of them have guys that... Or three of them have guys that don't fight. Okay, well... But you're the toughest guy. Well, yeah. So, like I said, it, it's just... You know what I'm saying? Again, I go back, I'm, I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth, I realize that, but I, I just don't see how, with the, honestly, with a straight face, that anybody can say that. Because I think that's completely disrespecting every guy that Probert fought as well, in the era that he played in. Just because there were so many, and he did and he did it for so much, so long, at such a high level. And you compare him to somebody that literally fought one t- once a year, on average. If you really want to average it out that way. Well, you know. Meanwhile, you're comparing him to a guy that fought 20 to average 20 fights a year. So we're going to, we're going to say the guy that fought once a year is tougher than the guy that played, fought 20 times a year. I don't know. I can't do it. And again, it's not like I'm going to go on the Facebook and yell at every person that said how and, you know, or anything like that. I'm just, you know, this is a topic to talk about and, um, hey, I'll let, give you guys something to think about in the break room while you're listening to this. How or Probert, you know, and, um, uh, and at the same time, I mean, I know when art, when other issues and stuff come up on Facebook or on Twitter or whatever, you know, of course, all the Probert fanboys come out, and I was surprised there actually wasn't more in that thread, to be completely honest. And, you know, you'd think Bob Probert could beat Godzilla with the way these guys talk. And hey, Probert's my favorite guy. I'm not knocking Bob, but I mean, holy shit, let's get some perspective here. He did lose. He lost, he lost a bunch of fights too, guys. Calm down, you know. We all like to, 
they all like to talk that Probert's indestructible when he clearly wasn't. You know, everyone loses. There's no shame in that. And uh, But I think some people can't get past their own fandom and just think... I'd like to think I... I... I don't have any bias. Which probably isn't true. I think everybody probably has some, no matter how much you like to... I say it, call it like it is. I think everybody subconsciously has some bias and leans a certain way. Um, but on here, and in anything, I certainly try to be neutral and look at both sides. Um, and Yeah, in terms of my fandom. Now, if somebody said, well... Again, with the era thing, with the Bugard and the McIntyre. Well, they'd beat Probert. Okay? Maybe they would. Um, but you're also talking like they were indestructible, and they weren't. So everyone loses, as I said before. Um, but again, with the era thing and everything else, I just, like I said, I just, I have a hard time when a guy fought once a year to start comparing him to one of the all-time greatest fighters in hockey history. And put him above that. Regardless of the era. That's just me. Again, that's your everyone's opinion. And that's the great thing with these forums. And to go back with what I was saying about Twitter earlier. Um, that, that has definitely been the fun part of social media. As much as I loathe it at times. The fun part has been to have these debates. Whether they be on Twitter or Facebook, what have you. Uh, that's a fun thing. Um, now, when I read the the article or the post on Facebook, I didn't get mad about, oh, this stupid asshole writing this. Nah, I gotta, you know, I'm, no, I'm going to talk about this on the show. I didn't read it in a and get in a mad headspace. Not that one. I got mad. I got mad about the damn video that was the fight video that was mic'd up between Watson and Dylan. I got mad about that. But, um, no, not when someone talks about, um, this type of issue. Um, like I said, I think I get more irritated with the comments and the bias in them and, and not looking at it logically. And just, bl- just a blanket. Oh, you kill everybody. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. Like I said, and putting no thought into it. So, that, that's irritating to read. But I think when we look at everything and you break it down and and uh, that's kind of what I like to do on this show. You know, and uh, yeah. So try to be as non, um, you know, I try to, I try to be, a, you know, the bipartisan, nonpartisan. What's the phrase I'm looking for? Yeah, I guess it would be bipartisan, right? Yeah, I can see both. I can see both sides. I get it, and I try to be, uh, you know, like I said, in the middle. But although uh, some would say that's not, uh, oh, that's not true. I guess I picked Probert, right? But uh, I was going to say that's. Other people would say well, that's just being indecisive and and not making a stand. So there's, yeah, that's true as well. Um, but I gave a stand. I get Probert, right? But but I get where people are coming from in that sense. So, anyway. I think I probably belabored this. More. I've talked about this much longer than needed to be talked about. Um, yeah. I don't know. I can't believe I actually got 46 minutes. I'm 46 minutes in about a bunch of nothing. Yeah. But I do have an interview tonight, fellas. Boys and girls. I'm not going to tell you who in case it actually doesn't happen. But I do have to. I got my questions here. I'm ready. Uh, This has been a long time coming, but I think you guys will really dig it. It'll be for Wednesday's show. Um, Hopefully the schedule permits him. I got Although I got a text from him a little while ago, um, and he's still ready to go for tonight. So uh, that should be cool. He's a former NHL player. And uh, played a lot in the minors, but he played in the NHL as well. So I I think you guys will really dig it. But uh, but I won't spoil it. I don't want to. I don't want to call out names and then have it not happen. And then hey, what happened? So and then you guys start harassing him because he's on Twitter as well. So we won't do that. But no, it's not Cam Jansen or, or Bissonette. <laughs> uh, it's neither of them. 
Actually, this will be cool because I don't think I don't think this this individual has done an interview with anyone else. So this will be some new shit for everybody. I I don't think I haven't seen it anyway. If he has, so uh, no, it'll be fun. But uh, yeah, guys, that's about it. Um, yeah. Thank you very much for uh, for tuning in again to another to another episode. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm trying to figure out a way how to how to sort of get out of this and and give the big send off or another another bit of information to feel. As much as I'm looking at the timer, it says 48 minutes. I feel I honestly it feels like a it's probably because I only stopped this once. Normally, I stop and start these episodes a whole bunch of times because I get pissed off about what I'm talking about or I ramble or I get uh, distracted and I have to go do something. I come back and I forget where I am. Um, but I only did that once, and I was only a couple minutes in when I did it. So. Um, yeah, it actually feels like I haven't really been talking for that long. So, and I don't want to really, um, you know, you tune into the show. I, I don't feel, I don't want to cheat anybody on content, but, um, now that actually struck me funny when I said that after you listen to it, you might feel cheated, but, uh, like what the fuck did he, what, what did he say today? Um, I think I have to come up with some, I'll, I'll come up with, see, the thing is, is throughout the week. As I'm in the truck or wherever I am, I'll have a piece of paper. Oh, oh, I should talk about that. And I'll write down bullet points of topics. And then, of course, I get here. I just basically take the paper out, put it down, hit record, and start talking about that topic. I don't actually write out what I'm going to say or anything like that. Well, clearly. And uh, I don't want to say I didn't put any thought into it. Because when I write the point down in the truck, like when I wrote down Probert versus How, as I was driving around that day, I was kind of thinking, okay this and that, and I did look up how many fights they had, and blah, 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 but, um, you know, so I, I was thinking about the topic, but, uh, I think other, other times, I'm, I'm gonna have to try to, uh, in the future, I'm gonna try to write down, as I write down my points that I do, I'll try to investigate them a little more before I hit record, so I, or maybe structure it, that's what, that's what I'm trying to say, I'll structure it a little better, so I'm sort of not all over the place, I'm sort of like, you know, um, squirrel, you know, I'm kind of doing that shit. So lately, so remember I was talking the, in, the, in the other, if you've listened to this show for a while, I talked about this in the other episode, uh, recently about, um, I, I'm struggling for words. I'm, I'm sort of stumbling. It feels like it might tripping on my tongue. I've got like, I'm kind of all over the place. Uh, I don't feel as, um, I'm zoned in as much as I should be. Like, on my interview shows, I mean, I have researched the guest, I have the questions, I feel like I'm really zoned in on that. Um, but on these solo episodes, which I guess is sort of the point of them, is just this rambling, let's just talk kind of thing, is, is was w- really what I was trying to go for anyway. So I guess I've succeeded in that, but uh, the also the other part of me feels really disorganized and... I don't want to say cheating you guys, because this is just all bullshit anyway, but um, it's different when it's an interview. When you're when you're interviewing someone, you're taking up their time. You ask them to take out time out of their life to talk to you. So I think you owe it to them to be professional, punctual, on time, but be prepared, know what you're talking about. These the Wednesday, my Wednesday that's what I'm I'm not talking about that. That to me, if you fucking interview up because you're not prepared and and you waste that person's time, that's just being an asshole and disrespectful. I would I would never do that to anybody. I'm always prepared for my interviews. Because um, I've had players get a hold of me because you know, oh, we're gonna do it Saturday night, sure thing, okay. And all of a sudden Thursday they'll text me, hey, I can go tonight. Well, I don't have my questions ready or whatever. Like again, everyone I've talked to, I know who they are and where they played, and what they did. So, I mean, I could haphazardly, okay, yeah, let's go, I could do the interview. But I, I'd i much rather look into a person's DB and their rosters and their fight cards and what have you and get look up, get Jay to look up some articles for him, send me some articles and get little tidbits um, and be prepared and then really focus it all in on one interview or on one time and do it the right way. Um, so I've told the guy, no, dude, I'm not ready and... Can we still go Friday or whatever, you know? So, to me, Wednesday, that's never going to happen on Wednesday. (laughs) This will never happen on a Wednesday. Um, 
But for the solo episodes, like I said, I understand that's sort of the culture that I tried to promote on here in terms of the of the solo episodes. But at the same time, I don't know. I, after I'm done recording, I sometimes feel like I've cheated you guys. Uh, it, it's kind of a weird feeling. I, I don't know. Like I've asked certain people, like, "Hey, what'd you think of this?" and "Did this sound stupid?" or "Was I? Did you get anything out of it?" Like, you know. And they're all, oh, "Bro, it was good. It was good." Now, again, I'm obviously they're probably sparing my feelings and being nice about it. Um, although old Nape's there, he'll fucking let me have it every once in a while. But you know, not in a mean way. But he, he's not afraid to. Yeah, he kind of shit the bed on this one, you know. <laughs> but uh, you know, and I appreciate that. You know, because I need to hear that. But, um, you know, so, it, you know, I I understand. um, Yeah, it's just sort of, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm just kind of, yeah, see, I'm doing it now, right? I'm scripting over my tongue and just blah, 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 blah. It's just fucking word soup. Um, Yeah, I just, I'd hate for... I, I guess what I'm tra- saying is if if I have a like long term listeners or whatever, they're like, oh, I listened to your Wednesday show, but I, I never listened to his Sunday stuff. That would that would suck. I I hope that doesn't happen. Now I understand people can't listen to everything. I I get that. I'm not saying gotta li- hey, if you're listening to one, you're listening to everything I do. I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying you know what I mean. If they're like regular listeners, but they only listen to one of the shows instead of the other one, I listen to his interviews, but I don't listen to his solo. Um, if that's the case, please get a hold of me and tell me why that is. Or maybe you just like the interviews and you just don't give a shit what I have to say solo. Okay, well, well, that's your reason. Okay, well, I can accept that. You know, whatever. Let me know. Right? This is why I talk about feedback. I'd love to hear from you guys. Um, if there's something I should be doing or not, or or stop doing on these, I want to hear from you. Again, this is your guys' show, right? I'm just hitting, rec- like I said, I'm hitting record talking to you guys. I always say this is the people's podcast, like The Rock, right? The people champ, it's the people's podcast. I'm not doing this for my benefit. I'm just doing this to share my thoughts and feelings out with you guys, to fellow fight fans. And if you guys have any suggestions to talk about or talk to or whatever, let's do it. Um, so I'm all ears for what you guys have to say. And if it and if it gets you to listen more or get other people to listen, all the better. So... Yeah, basically that's what I'm saying. If you have any suggestions on, on what I should do for these Sunday shows, because uh, or how I should structure them, what have you, if you have any ideas, maybe a topic of the day, or like... You know what I did forget? I know when I first started doing these Sunday episodes, I, I, I told everybody I was going to start... I was going to do a trivia question every every Sunday. I completely bought, dropped the ball on that and forgot to do that. Like I did two, two or three episodes of trivia questions, and then I've stopped. Damn, I should have kept up. That just like that literally just hit me now as I was saying it. I'm like, oh yeah, I did that trivia thing. But you know what I mean? There, I, maybe I should, I should come up with different segments that I do that I do every Sunday. So then there'd be a little more structure to the show. Maybe that's it. Maybe this is a topic I should be talking about off the air with like management instead of doing it on the air. Ah, I don't give a shit, you guys. We're all friends listening, right? Um, you know. So I'm just I'm just letting you know what's out there and what's on my mind and that's the one thing, guys, with this show. And I'll tell you right now, I've never bullshitted any of you. I've been completely honest in all the stuff I've talked about. This isn't an act. This isn't my character that I'm playing. This is me. So I talk like this in the everyday life. I don't I don't put on my podcast persona. I know some people do because I've talked to them about it. And I understand that. But I don't. This is this is true. This is me, and uh, yeah, I'm sort of like this in real life. I sort of just uh, ramble, and my wife will just be like, "That's just." She always says when I'm telling her something from work or whatever. She's like, "You're all middle with your stories. Get to it. Get to it." <laughs> I try to fashion myself as a bit of a storyteller, so I like to try to structure. I I like to sort of, you know. Maybe dra- maybe I drag out the story a little long. Much of this episode I'm dragging out. Hmm. Yeah, maybe that's what I do. I'm having a moment of self-reflection here. But yes, so I think uh, going forward here, I-, I might have to start maybe putting in a few Sunday topics or, you know, uh, the 
fight of the week or no, we wouldn't do that because that means I'll have to watch hockey. Actually, fight of the week. How many like weeks there'd be like just nothing to talk about? That wouldn't be getting us anywhere. I don't know what I'll come up with, but maybe uh, like I said, if anybody has any suggestions, get a hold of me out there. But other than that, I'll shut up. I'll keep this right to about the hour mark. There we go. Perfect. So there we go. There's another Sunday. We'll wrap it up. Uh, I wonder how the NFL, again, I'm recording this on Friday, so I wonder how the NFL games went. I don't know. I wonder, is Mahomes going to play? Will he be the same? Uh, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. But, uh, yeah, guys, let's wrap it up. I will, uh, I'll talk to you all on Wednesday, and hopefully I have a really cool interview for you. So definitely tune in, and, uh, yeah, we'll see you then. Thanks, guys. And you people that don't like fighting, how many of you did you walk out and get a coffee while that was on?